Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Two Compass Podcast. Today we dive in feet first into some NBA playoff talk. Tune in to find out our takes on trending teams and how legit some of these contenders are. Don't miss out. As always, we are proudly partnered with Amateur Hour Sports Network, so check us out on their website, as well as anything Two Compass on our link tree in the IG bio. But first, know it all, spin that track one more time. All right, we are back with another episode this week. Uh, we have very another exciting topics. We're going full throttle on the NBA. But before I even say anything, welcome Andres and Liam. How are you guys doing this week? Pretty good. Um, I like to jump in real quick just because I know Liam usually beats me to the punch. And um, yeah, doing well. Yeah, that's good, that's good. I usually beat you to the punch and I'm going to beat you in fantasy this week in the semifinals. So Ooh. it's... Uh, I don't know. It's a tough we'll week see. for you, Adrian. We'll yeah, I mean, and next it's, on my hit list, it, you are. I say you are running running away with it a little bit, but this maybe this week, um, my players will be able to catch up a little bit. So we'll see what happens. Thank God for a two week uh, semifinals. Yeah, that's true. There is still time, but I'm planning on beating you anyways, even if it is two weeks. And uh, then next on my hit list, I got Dan, who should uh, not, well, who's probably going to make it well. Mine. I mean, Dan is going to beat Matt Pepper and be in the finals, so hopefully I can be there too to take him down as well. And uh, yeah, that would be fun. Hopefully, Anthony that Davis is ramped up now. That's it. AD came came back at a timely timely time for you. Liam. Yeah, he came back yeah. literally the Tuesday as fantasy started. Or fantasy played like started. twenty minutes last night. He should be ramped up by the time I'm getting getting on to Dan. Hopefully, uh, John Wall, Christian Wood are, are healthy. Steph Curry looks like Holmes is coming back today. Hopefully, yeah, Curry's still playing his ass off. Yeah, see, so couldn't could yeah. ask for a better last three weeks of his, uh, yeah, his fantasy it is season. Sh- it is shape- shaping Not up to well mention Derek sure. White going off, being way better than Lou Dort, basically, <laughs> uh, lately. The, the, don't, uh, don't tell me with the stats, Liam. Don't tell me with the stats. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so with, today we have, a fun, we have a fun podcast for you guys. Um, we'll be discussing a number of topics surrounding the NBA and mostly the playoff pictures as we're kind of counting down the last month of the NBA season uh, until we hit playoffs. So we're we'll, we'll basically just starting off with um, kind of the East and West playoff picture, certain uh, trends that we see with certain NBA teams. I know, for example, the Knicks are getting really hot uh, at the right time. We have um, some number of teams have going on little streaks, uh, some injuries and stuff like that. So we're going to go full on and just discuss all those. Um, but yeah, let's, let's go on with to like, if any of you guys open floor want to bring up something that you see, uh, or maybe want to talk to in any NBA teams in the East or West that we want, that, um, that we can start off of for the NBA playoff picture. Dre, you want to go? go for, you, you take it away first. All right. So when I look at the, uh, when I look at the NBA playoff picture, uh, what kind of attracts me most, and I'm really interested to see these bubble games. I think they're going to, or not bubble game, uh, Teams on the bubble playing play-in games. Bubble's on the mind after last year's playoffs, I guess. But um, <laughs> I look at the 11 seeds in each conference and just missing out on even a play-in game for Chicago Bulls and uh, in the East and then the New Orleans Pelicans in the West. And I feel bad for those teams because I think that would be, for the Bulls especially, somewhat disastrous to not even make a play-in game after the Bulls made a big trade, a big push for, for Vucevic. Um, and if you look at both those rosters, <clears throat> excuse me, if you look at both those rosters, they're both kind of stacked, maybe not stacked, but they definitely, 
Yeah, you know, I don't think it, it would. I don't think we would say that they have the 11th best roster in each of their conferences. Like Zion, Ingram, Lonzo, Steven Adams isn't great, but he's been on decent teams before. Um, and then you've got Levine, all-star, Vucevic, all-star. You know, Kobe White was supposed to take a step up. Markkanen was supposed to take a step up. Both didn't really. So I really think that those two teams, especially Chicago with the trade they made, like, I don't really understand how they're not even in the playoff game right now, in the play-in game. I think it would be a disaster if they finished outside, given the talent on their roster. And I don't know, you'd have to think Stan Van Gundy would be would be probably out the door if New Orleans doesn't even make the play-in game. Um, I, I know Billy Donovan just got hired from the Bulls, and it was a step up from Boylan, the guy they had last year, who was really bad. But I don't know, Donovan, he's never really done anything to prove that he's a great coach either. Like he had the what his best season was probably the Westbrook MVP season where what did they yeah. squeak they didn't really squeak in but they were kind of a lower seed in the playoffs maybe six or seven seed and don't think they won any any rounds. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think the pressures on those teams like New Orleans is four points back or four games back. They're probably not getting in. I'd I'd say uh, Chicago's a little bit closer, but the team they're trying to catch, the Wizards, are flying with on a, seven wins in a row. Russell Westbrook, the most uh, clutch, highest clutch field goal in the NBA. So <laughs> I don't know, man. If I <clears throat> I'm fascinated by this race, especially uh, you kind of I kind of enjoy seeing teams that probably had higher expectations throughout the season and they're not quite there. It's I mean it sucks for them, but it's a little bit entertaining to see. Yeah, that's yeah, a good point. Sure. Yeah, I think I think um, like even like you you didn't mention like the even though the teams like just below that, like for example, the Raptors um, just tying <clears> the same <throat> record as the Bulls, and also even the Kings, who people had as a uh, if people if like some players took a step up, could have a, yeah, a pretty decent team challenge for like that tenth tenth or ninth spot. And so like I think uh, I think you like even without just saying those teams, yeah, it's gonna be a really tight race for those last like couple spots. Um, the records are like in the West are virtually identical from eight to like eight to 10. And then Pelicans are shortly behind. Um, so it's just like, it's just crazy to see how the, the season's going to finish off. And, uh, yeah, it's gonna be super exciting. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, for, for me, I don't think the Kings really have a chance to be honest. Um, like going, being five and a half games back of the Warriors with only 12 games left, you, you kind of have to have things go your way in order to <laughs> mm-hmm. get into that 10 spot. So like to me the ki- the Kings are out of it um but the Raptors are definitely in t- in, in in the race in my opinion. The Raptors I'm kind of, are in, yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty pissed off that Liam didn't mention them um but decided to mention well, the Bulls instead with the same record and everything. I feel like the Bulls have gone way more in this year. The Raptors to me they, it strikes me as kind of all right, we've had our championship, we've had our fun where we don't absolutely need to make the playoffs this year whereas the Bulls like they're like on the come up. We need to get into the playoffs. This is what we've been building towards or what we're supposed to be building towards. Yeah. The Raptors are kind of on the other way and I don't think they're under as much pressure. I, if I were to pick well, a team out of those two that I think will make it, I'd absolutely back the Raptors to make it over the bulls. I trust them way more. And part of that is because there's not as much pressure on them. So that was yeah. more of a, well, I was more that, of mentioning teams that are like disappointing. I, I wouldn't say the Raptors have been yeah, too, too disappointing. I would expect them to be right. a playoff team, but like it's not a disaster. Well, I'm, I'm just uh, you'll say yeah, and that in that form of thinking, yeah, I agree with you. But I'm just thinking in the in terms of like, uh, if you're if you're look if you're the rap if you're any team within the within the like the playing games and you're facing the Raptors at a ten a ten seed, I'd be scared. I'd be scared to be, even yeah. be a team 
the next round facing the Raptors because this Raptors team dealt with pretty bad COVID issues and um, I think 60 games that they didn't have Siakam, Fred VanVleet, or Kyle Lowry playing the same game like combined. So like it's it was tough for the Raptors to kind of get momentum at all this season and now they're kind of I know they just lost to the Knicks but the Knicks have been playing really well. Um, they they won the previous five prior to that. So they are, I think they are shaping up pretty well. If they can get into that playing game, I think they can really cause a stir in the NBA uh, playoff picture. And I'd be scared. I mean, like their conf- like their division is no joke. And obviously you play um, the most games within your division. They're four and seven tied with the Celtics. The Celtics are sixth right now. And then um, you have the Brooklyn Nets and 76ers. I think I mentioned this prior who all and the Knicks who's playing well are all playing really good basketball. So the Raptors are scary. I think it's gonna be it's gonna if the Raptors make it in, I think they'll 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 make a they can make a push to at least at least the semi uh semifinals in the conference. Yeah, I mean, I don't, well, it all depends where they land, right? Like if if they land in the ten spot, I don't think so because then you're heading up against Brooklyn and like as good as Toronto could be, I don't think you're gonna be as good as Brooklyn. But but if they do finish in the ninth or eighth, which is totally possible because there's only like two games separating um the ninth and tenth place team, um I think you could definitely. Definitely be super scary for like Philadelphia uh, or Milwaukee, whoever finishes in that second spot. So um, I agree. I, like if they, as long as they don't play Brooklyn or if Brooklyn comes first, but as long as they don't play Brooklyn in that like first round, if they win their playoff game, uh, playing game, then I, I do definitely think they could be some, a team that can make a run. And yeah, for betting people, that'd be a good, uh, I'm sure yeah. the odds wouldn't be great for like the Raptors to make a semifinal. Conference semifinals. I, I don't think they're gonna make the conference semi boys. I do think I agree they'll give they'll put a fight. I think they put a fight up against Liam, even Brooklyn I mean, give me, against give, anyone. I give you give you give you a matchup. Like say say the like the this is the exact same team the Raptors had in the bubble essentially. Like they're missing yeah. obviously Norman Powell, but they're getting Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. And then um like like they can they went to Celtics what to game seven. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. lost to the Celtics. Um, so like, you give me any team like in the playoff picture with the healthy Raptors team, I'm picking them over anyone but the Nets, essentially. So like, I'm I'm really not that scared if I if I'm I'm. You're like, picking them. You're picking advantage. them over any of those teams, other than the Nets. Other than the Nets, in, in, so in you, a, healthy, a healthy Raptors team, a really? healthy Raptors team. Yes, that's a yeah, really spicy I take. I think spicier <laughs> than spicy. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say like like everyone's took a step up this year, and Kyle Lowry obviously had a situation with the free agency that kind of put a little darkness on the Raptors organization prior to free agency because we didn't know we had uncertainty with the Kyle like, Lowry. But now that everyone's mean. trade deadline, sorry. Um, yeah. So now now that the organization's kind of like put that a little bit behind them, and they're focusing on the next uh, twelve games of the season. I think I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying like if they're in full form going to the playoffs. I think it can be any team but the Nets if they're obviously fully healthy. And um, yeah, even the 76ers, I'm telling you, they, they, they have the 76ers number. So I, I mm-hmm. think they, yeah, like I don't see any other team. Like Liam, you tell me what team you think the Raptors would would get swept by. Like it would like, tell I don't me they don't think they'd get, get swept by anyone. I, I say they put up a fight, but I don't see them beating Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Boston, Miami. <laughs> even well, those teams, I, I think, uh, would definitely beat yeah. them. I think, I think, so I think the two, the two danger teams would be in the like, East playoff picture would probably be, I would say, Miami and Toronto. Just because, like, Miami has been, like, underperforming the regular season and they had their, like, um, injury slash COVID issues uh, throughout the season. Um, but, like, you, you saw what Miami did last year and they basically have the exact same team with the addition of, like, um, 
with like a couple players um and the omission of like Myers Leonard but like I mean that's not a huge deal um I think I think it's I think it's like the, those two are the danger teams to me uh going into it because Miami is a seven seed which is gonna be pretty low uh going into a playoff a playoff picture so they're like they're gonna be playing a good team and that good team is gonna be pretty scared to play Miami same with like the Raptors as long as it's not the Nets um I don't think it's like a I don't know if I would pick the Raptors over like a 76ers or Bucks but I do think it'd be like a, a game like seven game series and then it would just be like who who could hit their shots in like the last game um it sucks that Toronto's not at home for any of these games or won't be at home because they're playing in a different um different venue like we saw all season um so maybe that can play a factor into it compared to like if you're going to Philadelphia and depending on how the restrictions are they could have fans there so like I don't know it just like a, a lot of things that factor into play but I definitely think the Raptors could be super dangerous um and it's actually like and I'm just gonna change the topics a bit unless you guys had anything to, to say well um, I was just gonna say there. like the I think the next six games for the Raptors are gonna be pivotal because they do face like two of the top like record dependent but two like four of the top teams in the west in the next six games and the nets and the nets are mm-hmm. getting a little healthier so if they can if they can put a few games together like and come off with at least like a three and three record off those games and i think we i think the raptors could be looking good because then the back half i think they're winnable games um obviously not gonna be easy but they're more winnable than playing the clippers lakers jazz and nuggets so it's they have mm-hmm. their work cut out for them but i mean if they can get past that stretch I'm I'm confident. I'm confident that they can at least win one round. Like not kind of the play in. Say they they'll I say they're gonna win the play in and win one round in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, we'll 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 see. We'll see for sure. Um I did want to switch topics because I just wanted to I was looking at the standings here and remember Liam and I'm pretty sure Andres when you I think you joined at this point too. But when remember we were saying how Cleveland was kind of like our surprise like in the season because they're doing so well. And oh, we're like, wow, yeah. we, we definitely we definitely underestimated Cleveland like, <laughs> like in our rankings, but now they're like well, yeah, they're in the East. We were saying the same thing about Oklahoma City who've lost 13 in a row. <laughs> yeah. Like we were saying, oh yeah, yeah, good for OKC. They're really competing this year. No one thought they'd do that. Yeah. Now they're pretty much where they yeah. probably were supposed to be. They're, yeah, 20 and 40. Yeah. It's, it's like, the, it's yeah. like the, Cavs, the Cavs and the Wizards almost swap positions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm trying to look flip through my notes and see where where we I had uh, like what were my original rankings because it would be nice to like look back and I think we'll have it going into the playoffs. We'll have our original and like kind of compare and see how we did. But I just want to see where I had my I, my picks. I know I, I had I the had... Knicks. I had the Knicks way down there. <laughs> Maybe yeah, even in last. Yeah, no, no one predicted that. <laughs> I said no one predicted that. Yeah, a fourth place in the conference. Yeah. I think um I think yeah, I think the Knicks we were definitely wrong about. Oh, I think I have it here. Okay. So East, I had Cleveland in last. So that probably shaping I mean up, that's still bad. possible. Yeah, shaping that's still up, possible. Uh Pistons second last, so that's looking good. I had the Knicks at 13. So yeah, that's uh Knicks. that's definitely not gonna happen. And then I had the Bulls and Magic at eleven and twelve. So the Magic would definitely be out of the payout picture for sure. And then the Bulls, we'll see. We'll see. And then I had the Hornets. Wizards, Atlanta, and Pacers. At Toronto, oh yeah, me and Liam had that bet. At Toronto, at three, so that's definitely not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's officially unreachable, right, Dan? It's pay up time because the yeah. Raptors are fifteen yeah. games back, twelve left. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, I have to, I have to pay, uh, I have to give you that. Well, what did we bet? Like twenty bucks or something? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, so I'll, I'll toss you that money. But uh, yeah, no, it's interesting to see how like things kind of level out for the most part. Because um, uh, yeah, I think we we when we reviewed that like midway through, maybe a little bit earlier than midway through, we were like, oh no, we our predictions are so off with the, with OKC and and Cleveland. But now yeah, we, we, we see bit. and things yeah. have like leveled up. Yeah, yeah, they leveled out. Um, but yeah, no, and kind of going. So we're going back to the playoff picture now, and I think. I think we'll move on to the West now, and I think... Uh, I, I do want to say, though, like, that, I remember yeah. watching uh, NBA on TNT, and I think, I'm pretty sure Shaq was on record saying that the Atlanta, if whoever the Atlanta Hawks play in the first round, they will beat them, no matter what. Like, the Hawks will win, or like, the Atlanta, like Atlanta will win, or... Atlanta will win. I think he hmm. had a lot of faith in the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, this was prior I mean, to the Trey Young injury, so, but, like, mm-hmm. say say he didn't get injured. What do you guys? What are your guys' thoughts on that? On that prediction? I mean, they could beat the Knicks. That's who they're scheduled to play right now. So I, mean, I think, <laughs> I, I think at the time he, they were like six, six or seventh with Trey Young. So I think I w- mm, I wouldn't have much confidence in the Hawks winning a playoff series, to be honest. Yeah, even with Trey Young, if they were on six or seventh, even though they're six or seventh, you're playing Milwaukee. Like, how do you match up against that? You have Drew Holiday. Capella has been killing Trae it Young. though. Capella could match yeah. up to a big, like he could maybe guard or do a good job of as good a job of possible as guarding like an Embiid or. Um, I just don't see, I, I don't see the, I don't see the matching up well against like a Milwaukee. Um, maybe, maybe 76ers, but yeah, I don't really know why Shaq like, would like, say that. You, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where don't that know confidence stuff, I mean, is they, coming from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, they're all about hot takes, right? <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah, but uh, we did have a hot take on this show with the with the Raptors beating anyone but the Nets, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll have to we'll find see if out. that happens. Take a step by step. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, no, no. Let's move on to the West now, and this this is um the top four or five is kind of not what we initially planned it out to be because we did not know the Utah Jazz and Phoenix Suns were going to be this good, uh, even this late into the season. What do What do you guys think about them going into the playoff? I think uh, I think you're race. I think you're a year late on making your Vegas bet on the Utah Jazz, Daniel. That's what I think. Yeah, I was a year late. Yeah, I actually uh, but, the Jazz paid out as a division winner already for me. Nice, nice. Yeah, and, I, and I, they're I, they're over their over win percentage already hit. Maybe sorry, that doesn't make sense that their division paid out, but it's close to paying out. They're over on win percentage already already hit. What were they at for win percentage? I don't know. Probably like. Or probably like fifty nine or something. Oh wow, they mm. blew that out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I actually had last year had Utah Jazz winning the Western Conference. Nice, because um, their odds are pretty good. But um, yeah, that didn't really happen. Um, and I don't know, they'll still have to win the Western Conference this year. Like I had them going to the NBA Finals, I think. Like it was just like because the odds are good. Um, but yeah, like it just. Um, this year, I don't know if they'll win all the goal NBA Finals, but well, I don't know. It's just to come. Like, do you think the Jazz have a have a good enough team to reach the Finals, or the Suns? Because those are like uh, kind of the two anomalies. If you're gonna tell me to pick one, I think I'd pick the Suns over the the Jazz. Yeah, I, I agree. But, but my answer overall is no. I think it's getting that time where okay. we gotta say yes. They do have the ability. Like, I know the Lakers are kind of. You know, everyone's scared of the Lakers, but how healthy are the two stars going to be? And like, 
I don't know. I think that's a real, real question mark. And I know we got some big questions later, so I won't give away too much, but I think it's time time to start, you know, taking the Suns and Jazz seriously and actually thinking they could be an NBA finals team. I mean, last year, no one thought Miami would make the finals and they were left a lot worse in the regular season than these teams. So I think, I think this might be something if they make the finals, we're going to look silly because we're like, well, this was right in front of us the whole year. They were the two best teams in the, in the West or two of the top three, whatever. So yeah, Yeah, I think they can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely a possibility uh, for sure. I do want to, speaking of trends though, I do want to talk about the uh, kind of just how hot the Golden State Warriors have been. I know they just lost their, not this game, but the previous one. Tough one Um, to the Wizards. Yeah. They're 73. Yeah. But, but um, that is a hot team as well. But uh, what, what do you think of like Golden State? Um, Golden State's hot streak and I guess Curry's play so far. Golden State is the Oral Roberts of the NBA. They've got, <laughs> you know, Curry is ace-miss, just bombing away. They don't play very good defense, but they can outscore teams on any given night um, because they got, you know, the best shooter or the best scorer in the game. Uh, but ultimately, I think their ceiling is pretty capped. And I'd actually be surprised yeah. if Golden State, you know, made it did an oral roberts run and i guess i don't know the equivalent would be winning a playoff series getting into the playoffs even i guess all right well actually oral roberts won two games golden state would need to win two games probably to actually make the field of the playoffs since they're a 10 seed they'd have to beat the nine or i mean i get it all depends how it shakes out but more than likely they'll be in the play-in round so they probably will have to win two games so i don't think golden state mm-hmm. gets into the field of eight when all is said and done but uh, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna be fun watch along the way, no matter what. I think that, and I that do play, really I hope that they're in the plan. Yeah, I think they will make it. Four games, but four games ahead of New Orleans is kind of a it's, it's a good it's a good amount of games with yep. what's left. But I think that interchanging between seven and ten could could move a lot, in my opinion. Yeah. It's only two and a half games between seven and ten. So even the Mavs, I guess. But um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I think it's very matchup dependent for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, like Liam said, I think there is a cap, and that's gonna be just to playing playing games. Um, but I don't know. I think their best Golden State Warriors' best chance of winning, I think, would probably be probably be playing a Spurs team if they can. But because I don't think I don't think I don't think they can handle like if they if you're going if Curry and uh, Damian are going like just gunslinging in a game, I think Portland has enough to get the supporting cast to to help. Damian Lillard, and I don't think the scorers do um, the same with with Curry. So um, it would be an amazing ser- like mini series to see the Portland Trailblazers play the Golden State Warriors. That'd be cool to see. Yeah, but, yeah. I think their best their best chance is to stay away from Portland and, and even Me- Memphis. We just got JJJ back, so they're looking more. A little, Memphis more is deep, team. man. Memphis yeah. is deep. Yeah. They got a ton of ton of good rotation players. Dylan Brooks too is playing really well as, um, these past couple games. So yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, and- it's gonna be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. And and just to put to put like kind of in perspective a little bit, like the Golden State's uh Golden State Warriors like road to the playoffs. So they have uh the, their schedule is actually not that bad. They only have two top teams that they're playing um in the West left. So they have Sacramento, then they play Dallas, which I didn't consider like a top top team. Um, but they have Minnesota, Houston, which are definitely winnable games, two worst <laughs> teams in the West. And then this Indeed. is where it gets really I hope so. <laughs> yeah, two really. This is these these three games coming up for Golden State in the last twelve are really important because they they play New Orleans three times, 
So wow. that's really important for New Orleans as well because they could definitely make up some ground and maybe getting yeah. that 10 seed. Absolutely. Uh, they play and then they play Oklahoma City twice. And then this is where it comes in a little bit tougher near the end. You play Utah and, and Phoenix back to back. Uh, and then you play, and then there's like a Memphis rescheduled game uh, near the end. So I don't know what's gonna happen. All, with that, all I'm seeing right now is Liam licking his lips on Steph Curry stat line for the next like six games. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Also, you mentioned with the uh, the Utah and Phoenix games, or was that the two? Mm. Are those later on? Because yeah, if the, so, those teams could be resting yeah. already. So that might That's help. True. Them out. Th- those are like the last. Those are like the last four. I mean, I don't. I don't know if I see that happening because of like the race being so close right now, but we'll see. Yeah, we could see how like what happens. Those are the last like two of the five games. That's two of the four games that they have in their schedule. Yeah, I so mean, it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't take much for an NBA team to NBA team to rest its players. Yeah, it's true. very true. <laughs> true. As you saw true. with the Nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think because well, I mean, Phoenix is only one and a half because well, the Nets don't care about the regular season. I think the Utah Jazz and Phoenix Suns really do. Think about what you just said there too. Like the Nets don't care about the regular season and they're in first. They don't. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's a good there. That's insane. Yeah. But but like I think I think Utah Yeah, no. I think Utah and Phoenix do though. So I don't think if yeah. it's close if it's a close one near the end, I think they're gonna be going all out to Fair try enough, to win that. Yeah. And and get a good seed too. Because there's a huge difference from like third placing third or fourth in the season compared to like first and second. Because then you're going to be playing like a Lakers, Dallas, Denver, depending on how how it shakes out. So um, yeah, I think I think you getting that one seed or two seed is pretty important because then that's the difference between a Los Angeles, Lakers, Dallas, and then uh, like a Memphis, San Antonio, Golden State. So um, yeah, just to make it easier for yourself going going through to the playoffs. Um, what are your yeah, guys' thoughts on that? Like, what are your thoughts on like mm-hmm. pl- like trying to manipulate your playoff seating, or you know, as much not really manipulating, but kind of a little bit like hoping for a matchup or thinking, okay, yeah, this would be a better path. I think it's pretty important. You um, think so? I think, yeah, because like for teams like Utah and Phoenix who haven't had the most success in the playoffs, I think it's important to be able to play an easier opponent. In the first round, get your confidence going, yeah, yeah, and then okay. going into like a, the next series, and and obviously playing a tough opponent. Uh, same, I think same goes for like for, like Philadelphia. Not so much Milwaukee or Brooklyn, um, but I think it's important just to play, just to like beat out a team a four one, maybe an easy four two, and uh, and then basically just cru- cruise to uh, to a, the second round where you where you're going to play a tough opponent no matter what. Um, I think that's yeah. important. But for for teams like the Clippers or the Lakers. Uh, for the Nets, the Bucks, I don't really think it matters that much. You're gonna, you have the the star power to be able to like overcome really any obstacle. So if you're playing a tougher matchup in the first round, as long as you're not playing like your counterpart, like you're not the Lake, the Clippers are not somehow playing the Lakers or something in the first round. Um, I think you're, I think you're okay. So I think it's just very like team dependent, but I think it is important for those teams that are do do really care about it. Well, yeah, and I think the strategy is gonna start coming out in the next couple of games because you're gonna see. The Denver Nuggets look like they solidified themselves in fourth. Unless something drastic happens, I think they'll stay there. But within the top three teams, it's basically a, a race to see who's going to play the Lakers, essentially. And I don't think anyone wants to see the Lakers first round, especially the Clippers. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what, what, what they do. And I think you've seen it in the past, too. You've seen players like rest, like even like lose a position or two, like teams lose a position or two in the ranking just to play a certain team. 
Um, it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's absurd to say that teams. I mean, they'll never admit it, but they've definitely they've definitely done it in the past, and you'll probably see a lot of that this year. But the uncertainty is like you don't know exactly who you're going to play seven eight if you're one and two seed, right? So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. That that is that is a good question though. Um, yeah, to me, yeah, go, going into I, pl- sorry, yeah, sorry, just to ahead. kind of get my thoughts no, no, on that. Right. I I think you guys both made great points. I do agree with like with some teams like the Suns, Utah that are new to the playoffs. It is good to like you don't really want a nightmare matchup right away. You do want to get your feet under you. Um, but also mm-hmm. to me, like if I'm in that dressing room and I'm the coach, I'm like, and I'm a, like one of the top seeds. I don't care about jostling for positionally. I'm like, guys, this is the playoffs. We're a championship caliber team. We're going to have to beat good teams. Who cares if it's in round one, round two, round three. But mm-hmm. so I kind of see both ways. I don't know. I don't think I would say it's a little bit less important than maybe you guys say, but I thought you made some solid, solid arguments as to why it could yeah. be a, a little bit important. But ultimately, yeah, I'm like, I, I, I like I wouldn't want to be a, in that locker room and being like, yeah, guys, like we don't really think we can beat this team. So we're going to try to avoid them for as long as possible. Well, 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 that's the thing, right? Because as a coach, you're probably not going to go in a locker room. Yeah, you're not going to way you want to take it and say that. Like right? People yeah, like, are like, I don't know. I feel like players understand what's going on. You know, like yeah, they're not yeah, they're figuring it out. What mm-hmm. what's going what's happening? Yeah. And, and in most cases, though, I don't. Like I'm not, I'm not there. I'm. We're not. We don't have. We're not privy to that. Like that information that I'm sure a lot of people who work with a lot of like NBA media and stuff like that are, and to be inside like those locker rooms and stuff. But I'm sure they don't make it like that obvious or make it seem like they're unless you're like completely tanking and don't yeah, give a fuck. Yeah, don't like you think Nets. like, oh, we're like, gonna rest all our players, and if we lose, then we, yeah. you know, go move down a seat and possibly get a better matchup. Mm-hmm. I feel the players would like, see I, right I through think, that. But but the thing is, I think those are t- the teams that do that are the teams with the superstars that literally don't care. Yeah, that, that yeah, fair enough. Maybe it right. is. Like, uh, I, like I don't think the Phoenix Suns and Utah Jazz are going to be resting their players. Yeah, true. Yeah, like that's like the that's like a Clippers where like Kawhi Leonard is more than happy to rest because he knows you could get it done against anyone. Yeah, true. Same with like Paul George. Same with like LeBron James, Anthony Davis. So yeah, um, yeah. So, um, but it is a good point though. Like I I don't think. It, it is not a good message to send, especially for like teams that are not experienced that you mm-hmm. like, you may not have confidence and you want to just have go matchup dependent rather than like just play anyone. But uh, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see how, the, how they manage their teams. Because like I said, it, if you do go hard near till the end, I think just mostly this season as well, I think playing these games, so many games in a week, more than we've ever seen before could take a toll injury wise or fatigue wise on a team. If you're, if you're basically battling it to the end of the regular season, I definitely think that's possible this season. Yeah. Well, that's where you saw rest was coming in play even early on. Like we're, we're thinking it's, it's happening probably a lot in this next 12 games, but right now I think it's already been happening. You already saw with the nets and all that. They're, they're, they're playing like chess and well, everyone else playing checkers. They, they know, they know what they're doing and trying to get themselves a title. Cause it's no joke for them. Mm-hmm. They're all in, like like the Clippers were supposed to be the past two years, but they're all <laughs> like the Nets are all in for for this title because they know their window is not gonna be that big because they're spending so much money on these players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that that kind of paints a, a good picture of like the playoff team. There's a, a bunch of things we didn't touch upon, like the Boston Celtics, maybe Atlanta Hawks a bit. 
um, and teams like that in the middle, like Dallas as well. Um, I think these are teams, and we will pose a question later um, to get to it. But these are the teams that um, are that could be considered con- some contenders. And like I said, we'll get to that later. But just to let you guys know, we did not miss out on them because. But we just wanted to talk mostly of like the top teams and, and certain trends we see uh, around the NBA. So, so with that, with that being said, we we wanted to go into some key questions. Some big questions going to the rest of the seasons that we want answers to. So I, I know we kind of came up together and most, and then Liam and Andres posed some questions for you guys and let us know what you guys think about it. But we're going to have the, everyone answer, kind of have their take on what they think of, of each question. And maybe we'll dive deep into maybe something else, a couple rabbit holes, depending on how these conversations go. But, um, so we'll go to the first question. Can the two best teams in each, in each conference stay healthy? So, example, the Lakers and the Nets. What do you What do you guys think? Yeah, well, I know it's 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 stay healthy for sure, but it's also just like how many games are we really, especially with Brooklyn? How many games? And I don't even know the answer to this, but how many games have those big three played together? All of them. It's not a lot. I'm pretty sure it's not a lot. I remember seeing a stat. It's got to it be like been, five. I think max? they've only played like yeah three. I was gonna say three or four games together. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> I know the big question going into it, and I, I mean, everyone kind of was like, you know, like, is too many cooks in the kitchen? Is there going to be everyone going to get enough touches? Are all three of them going to be happy? Is Harden going to ball hog? Like, Kyrie's not going to be happy with his touches. What's KD going to do? Who gets the ball in the last play? Like, if you think about it, <laughs> all those questions that were swirling, like, before the season started haven't really been answered, right? We've seen each of those three players take over games and win games by themselves. You'd think that, you know, having them all together would make it even better, but I don't know what it is. There still going to be chemistry issues. Is there, are they going to be, you know, able to gel who takes the last shot? Is it depending on the game? Who's hot? Do they all stay happy? Like, I feel like all those questions that were like, Oh, well, we'll see throughout the regular season what happens, but we haven't really seen it because they've played like three games together. So I don't know. That's the big one for me. And then the Lakers is, you know, are they like they're slipping in the standings a little bit, but no one really cares because they're like, oh, well, it's the Lakers. LeBron will come back. I'm a little bit more worried for them. Like, I know LeBron can flip a switch, but is he going to be able to do it with in a really competitive conference when he's got like not as many? Maybe it's good that he doesn't have miles under his legs, but like if he comes back a little bit rusty, he's kind of getting thrown straight into the fire. He can't afford to be rusty. I know AD's looked really rusty the past two games that he's played coming back. He's got a little bit more time to ramp it up, but I don't know. I still don't feel super comfortable about either of the you know prohibitive favorites, and I think they are still the betting favorites in each conference. Brooklyn is for sure in the East. Lakers are in the West. I, I certainly don't feel as confident about each of those teams is maybe their betting odds or kind of general consensus about those teams reflects. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you with the, the questions that are not being answered for the Brooklyn Nets. I think we still have yet to see, we have, we have yet to be, be proven otherwise that the, the big three can coexist together mm-hmm. in, uh, in Brooklyn. But I think that's what, I think that's what the first series is going to be for Brooklyn. It's going to be a big test to see how, how they handle pressure and how they, if, especially if a game goes down to the wire, who's going to be taking that last shot? What plays is going to be drawn out for who? And I don't know. I think we saw it a bit with, I know Draymond and KD had their like mini scuffle on court in Golden State. 
Um, <laughs> no one is as hot-headed on Brooklyn as KD as uh, Draymond Green is. But I think like just 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 purely on what we've seen with Kyrie, um, James Harden individually. I know Kevin Durant. I think is more uh, is more easy with kind of giving the ball to someone else for last second shot, even though that's he's been criticized for not wanting to take the last last shot. Yeah. But the K, the and Kyrie and James Harden, I think, are going to have a huge issue if one of them has a shot and um, takes it, and the other one believes that he could have had a better chance at it. And I think yeah. it might be some tension there um, when the pressures pressures on. But I think that's where they figure out their their stuff in the first in the first round, and then we'll see. Then the Brooklyn Nets kind of t- take off after. Um, but they got to avoid injuries in the, in the first round. That's for sure. Like they can't be yeah. they can't be getting injured. Even though though we did see so far Kyrie kind of handling his own so far in the regular season with James Harden and Kevin Durant out, but mm-hmm. it's a whole different ball game when you're getting like ten or fifteen le- less shots a game. So I, yeah, I, I actually know. think that, they're that, no. Sorry, go ahead, finish off. No, no, go, go, go. I'll just. Well, I was just gonna say you mentioned like they can't get injuries, but I actually think their supporting cast has been better than expected this year, considering how much money and, and resources are being spent on those big three. Like guys like Bruce Brown, Landry Shamit, Blake Griffin, even has been better than I thought he would be since going there and has been contributing. Yeah. Um. Even like, I don't know, Kyoza, he's out now and probably won't contribute, but the even Claxton when he was playing a little bit, decent. Claxton. Yeah. Like I think their supporting cast has been more impressive. No, Daniel, what are your yeah. thoughts on the Nets? Uh, honestly, I, I have full faith. And yeah, I mean, I, no, because as a Raptors fan, I don't like I shouldn't be having full faith, but I have full faith in the Nets uh, getting it done. I, I don't think the the lack of pl- like PT, like playing time for the three stars together is going to be an issue. I know that what was it like? A, like around it was like around seven games. They've only played together or something like that. Six, six or yeah. seven games. Um, They played in conjunction with each other. Um, I don't think that's going to be an issue in my opinion. Um, yeah. I think I have full faith in the Nets getting it done because like, I know Andre, you pose those questions about like, Oh, who's going to get the ball at the end and um, are they going to be able to play well together? And like when push comes to shove, like what's going to happen? I think these guys are like all time players and I think they're going to know how to get things done. Like, doesn't matter. I don't think who takes the last shot in their opinion is going to really matter because I think they have faith in, in, in each of each other's skills to if say Kyrie James or or KD gets uh gets a last shot, it's gonna be okay with them if they even if they miss it. Like I, I, I just so. don't think it's gonna be. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be that much of an issue to be honest. They understand what they're going for, um, and they they know how they'll 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 get it done. And even if you have like, and I know I don't think Steve Nash will be this much of a contributor to it, but you have a you have like an all time great in Steve Nash as well, coaching you. He's he's been in these situations. He'll know how to talk to them and. And, uh, and not not to say that they haven't, maybe only James Harden hasn't, but um, they'll, they'll know how to manage that situation. And you have like that strong supporting cast as well, as Leah mentioned as well. You have a lot of veterans who've seen a lot, and then you have like some ambitious young players as well. So I, I just don't think it's going to be that much of an issue. I don't think, like, I don't think we're going to see like if James Harden takes a shot at the end and he misses, I don't think you're going to see KD yelling in his ear. Or like vi- vi- visibly mad at, at him. You'll see him on burner, yeah. burner accounts, maybe. Yeah. Saying, yeah. Why didn't KD get the last shot? What are they thinking? A, a, De- a, a Devin Durant seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should make that account and just you know start yeah. tweeting a bunch of pro KD stuff. Get the get the people out there thinking. 
That's funny. Yeah, but like, but I think honestly, I th- I think otherwise for you, like for what you're saying now. I think when it comes down to it, like yeah, if they're up three zero in a series and someone misses a shot to win a game to go up three one, I think it won't matter. But when you're when you're when you're lo- when they're going to come down to like the semifinals and you're you're playing a good team, I think the tension will be there if someone misses a game winning shot because one game is yeah. super huge uh, when it comes down to like a, when you're playing the Sixers or a Milwaukee team and that compared to someone playing like compared to playing i don't know um who was there in the seven eight that we were just talking about compared to playing like uh like a charlotte hornets team in the first round you know what i mean <laughs> like the like the, the circumstances are going to be totally different yeah and, for sure and yeah. i think that uh, once you'll see you'll see it um come to fruition more when they when the when their backs are against the wall like liam said we don't we those answers those questions haven't been answered yet we don't know for sure how yeah. they're going to react i just but like, they haven't been answered. But would would they even be answered in a regular season game? Probably not. Because like I guess you have like, a better you, picture though. Like, cause and also and also like like I think unless it's like unless they miss a game winner, um, or like miss a go ahead bucket or something like that, when they're gonna get eliminated, I don't think you're gonna see it. Because like, say say they're they're losing two one to I don't know like Milwaukee and like the conference final or something. Say they're losing two one in series and it's game game four, and James Harden takes a three instead of passing it to KD or something. I don't know. And then they lose the game. It's three one. I don't think KD or Kyrie is gonna be vis- like actually mad at James Harden until the series is over. Like they're they, they're gonna know they can win, beat anyone at any time. So I don't think they're gonna have I think any it- sort of like feelings towards anyone until they're actually eliminated, and then we'll see it. I think, and then we'll see it. But really? I don't think I kinda- it's gonna. I don't think it's going to be. During, I kind of think it's no, the opposite. I, two, I think two. I think we'll see it. You'll see it more at the time, as opposed to when the series is done. Like, say they do get about um, to the to the Bucks. Um, I think I think you won't see like as much tension compared to like twenty four hours after he misses a shot. I think there'll be a lot more a lot more tension after that missed shot, as opposed to when the series is done. In my opinion. Like sure, I don't know. I just I just don't see it happening with. Like these guys came to this team trying to win a game. It's not like the only time we've seen people have over, and from what I observe, observe over like like having too many feels on something is because they've been irritated in a situation too long. Like you saw Harden, like I, and, and Chris Paul when they when they were like having their spats on the sidelines. That's because they've been going through the same thing with their non playoff success for so long. Yeah, and James Harden didn't have a team adequate enough to win something. And I think but, if James Harden's with with Kevin Durant and Kyrie, and you're you're performing so well, you think you think he's gonna get upset at Kevin Durant, but one the of point the best is, players of like all time, to because he because he take, he does something wrong. I doubt it. But my point is that when that you're say my point is that when they're not performing, well, that's when it's gonna get ugly. Like we're, we're like when but, you're going down three one in a series, it's not because they're performing well and you're not gonna get mad at them. They're performing the opposite. They're not performing well at all, and you're gonna get. Two players, Look, even I, three, like James Harden already had problems with, say, Chris Paul. You got Kevin Durant problems with Draymond Green about making a play. And then you have Kyrie Irving, who already know, we, we already know on paper, is one of the players who complains the most out of any basketball situation. So, like, when I you think, put those three I think, together. I think, I think, I guess the, the real question is, like, how, how, um, like, unprofessional or how sensitive do we really think these players are how sensitive do we think Kevin Durant Durant is? Is? are we really asking that yeah, question yeah <laughs> yeah yeah when it, com- when it comes to media but i'm talking about like in-game i think he's just a sensitive in-game i think, yeah. in-game. I think yeah. sensitivity is kind of all-encompassing he's th- 
He's very thin-skinned. He's a, he's known yeah, to be one of the best with the with the very thin. I just thin I just skin. I don't know. I just think he's been put in those situations a lot, and he hasn't like blown up really, other than when you saw with the Draymond Green thing. But I do like, think Dan it's Draymond Green. That's a different animal. I do like like you are you are, will probably be right. I think like me like I probably am overthinking it. Like oh, will three of the best mm-hmm. players in the league be able to play well together? Like probably. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I think, they'll be I think fine. The, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm thinking of a question for them because they've looked really good, and I'm trying to find something yeah. to maybe criticize. Maybe, maybe we're just hoping because that'll be that'll be a great yeah, that'll be a great story, and yeah, and, and, yeah, and a great, w- great will it into existence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll have content there. I think that's I think that's what we're hoping for. Uh, but yeah, like I mean, I can see both ways. I just don't. I think they're gonna get it. Well, they're gonna get it done. I, I guess I touched upon only half of them. We were they didn't really talk about the Lakers at all. Mostly about the next talk, but. I don't yeah. know. For me, the Lakers are yeah. They're gonna have to get a communication. I don't think they'll be the same as the Nuggets or Nuggets, the Nets. Sorry, but I mean they're gonna have to get their shit together. To be honest, like AD yeah. AD hasn't practiced with Andre Drummond at all, and they're be sharing minutes. Well, I mean Anthony Davis would be taking most of the minutes, but <laughs> like they're gonna be sharing uh, front court time. So I mean I don't know. It's t- it's gonna it's tough tough to just jump into the regular or near the end of regular season and hope to like players gel. Especially without their leader and LeBron James on the court, so it's gonna be it's gonna be th- interesting to see what the Lakers do in these next twelve games. Apparently, LeBron could be coming back soon, soonish, week or two. Oh yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'm yeah. hoping he's in full yeah. force to the, to the uh, playoffs because I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't want to see um, any excuses to be honest for the Lakers. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, if they I lose, there will be excuses. Oh, I think there will <laughs> there will true. be excuses. For no, like. Like I, I think, um, I feel like we go over this a lot, and I love saying like these powerhouse teams and how they're gonna do poorly. But a lot of the times, these teams always know how to get it done. I don't like. We, there's always so many questions. Like when LeBron, when LeBron and AD first got together and Lakers, how many times were like people on like sports shows and stuff being like, "How will how will LeBron and AD cope together? Like being the two superstar team? Who's gonna do this? Who's gonna do that?" And at the end of the day, it was just like. It was just like seamless the way they played with each other. The superstars know how to get stuff done and and know how to play with each other. I just don't think people always make a huge deal about two superstars being on the same team. And when you're that dominant of a player, I don't think it matters. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think it matters. I think that they're always going to find ways to get to get shit done. Um, and it won't be well unless they actually hate each other. It won't be a problem. Well, I don't think it's more all. like the friction between personalities. I think it's just more like playing together type thing. That, that's that's what they're they're kind of missing out lately because they just have been so injury injury riddled. And I don't know. It's just gonna be especially. I mean, especially if they play the Clippers first round, like they're gonna have to get the shit together quick. Yep. If they're gonna have to <laughs> give them a series, so that that's where that's where my concerns come for the Lakers. Like it's not like they're the Nets who are in first place and kind of gonna be playing an eight seed. They're gonna be playing. They're gonna be playing without home court advantage, which I guess doesn't matter too much. But they're gonna be playing a strong team in the first in the first series. So unless they get that record up quick, or they start gelling and then hoping for a Phoenix and Jazz game, series as opposed to the Clippers, then yeah, then they'll be all right, I guess. Yeah, but if they, they play could, like they the Clippers, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. How funny would it be to see like the Lakers in like a playing game? They're absolutely <laughs> be crunching like any team they're they're gonna be playing. Yeah, it's gonna be oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Big time. That would be great because they're not that far off. Only two and a half games back. Imagine, Portland, imagine Portland Golden seven, State so. uh, beats the Lakers and knocks them out of the playoffs before the playoffs oh even God. start. 
<laughs> All right. So it is. Oh, it is. It's a. <laughs> you have to. You have to win two games, right? So yeah. it's not like like a seven game series. You have like. Well, you don't have hey, to win two games. Falls, if you're one of the, if you're seven or eight seed, you only need oh, to win sorry, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, like for example, well because well, yeah, the Warriors yeah, will have saying, to. Yeah. The Warriors will have. The Warriors will have to. Yeah, That's war, what I'm saying. Yeah. I was like talking about the lower seed. Yeah. But like, if the ball falls right for you, one game, like for the war, save the war. I'm not saying it's yeah. gonna happen, but like, it's one. It's basically a one game series, right? Yeah. Because if the Lakers beat the Warriors, and it's done. But if the Warriors beat the Lakers, then it's just one more game after that. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's gonna happen. It's very marginal. I think the Lakers will absolutely blow them out. But it's a, it's like March Madness. Who yeah, knows? And one game knockout tournaments. The best team doesn't always win. Just look at March Madness. Yeah. So. <laughs> But again, we're not saying that's going to happen. But that was a shot in Baylor, but... by the way. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, what did you say? I said it's just look game, at Mark Mad- March Madness. The, the best team uh, doesn't always win. But, I mean, it was a joke. True, true. And didn't yeah, really land I mean, anyway, so. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Dan has way too much confidence now, Baylor, that just everything will go over his head. If yeah, yeah, the, the, the only joke was, it was Liam picking Baylor out in the round of 32, so. <laughs> yeah, that, that was only that was only a joke. He, he played himself. He did play himself. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did actually. I mean, the all Lakers. Right, right. The, just just to point out, the Lakers do have a. They have a kind of a pretty tough schedule, I would say. Coming coming in the last stretch of the regular season, um, they do play New York, Phoenix, um, Portland. So it'll be a big game. The Clippers, the Nuggets. And then they got a couple games. I think they favor them, depending on their availability mm-hmm. of their big stars. They have Orlando, Washington, Sacramento, Toronto next four. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Lakers. Yeah, and and I kind of want to transition into our next question because we we did we we are talking a lot about um what's called like the contenders and and the favorites and stuff like that. And and I did want to touch upon because this is kind of similar to what we talked about before, but like how legit do you got, do we got, do we think the secondary contenders are like the, uh, it's, it's crazy to say that Utah is a secondary contender because they're first in the West, but realistically that's what we think of them as uh, Utah jazz, the Phoenix suns, um, like the Dallas Mavericks, maybe even Denver nuggets. If you want to put up there, depending on how you value them um, and teams like the Boston Celtics and stuff like that. Like, well, how do we think these type of teams, um, the the real chances of of actually going to an NBA Finals are. Yeah, I like. So I'm gonna this. go. F- yeah, go go, Dre. I'm I'm just gonna go on a limb here. I know you said maybe the Nuggets, but the Nuggets had Jamal Murray. I would say they're the best, the best contender to actually, and there would be. I think I would see them in a Finals, and I wouldn't be surprised. But the fact that Jamal Murray is not <laughs> available for the Nuggets, I don't think it's possible. And that just leads me to say the Jazz and Phoenix Suns, I honestly don't see them going to the finals unless LA's play in the first round and one of them gets knocked out. Then then it's a totally different story. So it's not it's more how it'll shape up for them as opposed to actual like skill wise to me. Um and then as for the East, I would say the the content like it depends what we consider. Like are the Bucks secondary? Like the 76ers, uh, I guess nah, not. I, w- I would say the I would say the Bucks are actual like contenders. So the only team. ones I would see is is the uh, I don't even see the Celtics this year. The Celtics this year haven't haven't been that great. I don't think we have any secondaries in the East, in my opinion. I yeah, think it's just I, I, would, be, I would kind of agree with that. Yeah, I would just see it's the three those three teams: the Nets, 76ers, and Bucks that are probably will be in what two of those two, three teams will be in the finals, 
in my opinion. I'd probably lock that in with comfort. But in the West, it all depends how it plays out between the LA teams, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I kind of just to add, I think the secondary in the East would probably be like Boston and Miami, I would say. Yeah. Um, right now. But even them, um, they're just, not like, let's just say it. Let's just say it. They're not really like yeah. new contenders, right? Like they were both kind of contenders. Like they're similar last year. Whereas the Suns mm-hmm. and the Jazz are kind of really taking a big step up this year to be new, new contenders. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So if yeah. So Liam, what would you do? What do you think um, out of those kind of secondary? So like, I am. Who do you think? Yeah. Who would you have the most confidence in? Well, I am really interested to see, especially Phoenix and Utah, because you know how, I don't know, this happens a lot, that it, there's like a new team, but they don't really have playoff pedigree, so you don't have a ton of faith in them. But then, like, maybe kind of like uh, like this year, going into March Madness, you know, Gonzaga would probably be like the Lakers or the Nets, <laughs> like the team that everyone's like, okay, if you beat them, then you're legit. Um, whereas yeah. Utah and Phoenix maybe are like kind of like a Baylor or an Illinois, like the next step of, uh, of contenders going into it. And, you know, I don't know, is Utah Phoenix, are they going to be in Illinois and just crash and burn and show why that they didn't have the, the experience, they didn't have the, the long runs, uh, to draw upon, or are they going to be a Baylor and just kind of, you know, Baylor was underdogs. They got all the way to the national final and they were still underdogs, but they just, prove that hey we actually were the best team this whole time so i don't know is utah gonna do that and say hey yeah i know you guys think we're underdogs but we've literally been the best team this whole time um yeah i was gonna so, take this as to, like a slap in the face to baylor i already know it. no i was say i was gonna point out liam loves the the college basketball <laughs> to nba parallels i do <laughs> like, like I, I like parallels in general <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you, i do you don't, like, you don't like perpendicular just parallels yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> no 90 um, degrees yeah <laughs> but no you know what i mean like it feels like the lakers mm-hmm. are the team that like kind of the giant in that conference that's like okay if you're gonna win the title you're probably gonna have to get by this team it was kind of like that with gonzaga like if you're gonna win the title you're gonna have to beat this team which was true in the end um yeah, right. i would say the, Utah, the, the clippers are, are biller i would say it'd be a close yeah. comparison yeah yeah because those yeah. are two outright uh, teams to win it and mm-hmm. i think that's the same thing with the west yeah, I think, um, or maybe even like the Nets, because they're kind of the new kids on the block type thing. Um, yeah, they didn't really relax. success in the Denver. Relax, you have no Kevin Durant on your team. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Jerry Butler? <laughs> Ma- Matthew Meyer? The way Kevin Durant. Uh, no, I, I think... Um, Slim Reaper? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think going into going into this playoff run, it's going to be interesting to see what teams, um, what, what teams really show. Uh, because because of this awkward season and we have like play on game playing games as being more prominent. I know last year is the first year they did it, but I think teams are actually understand what the play a playing game actually means this year because they've already gone through one um one year of doing it. I mean, even last year was kind of makeshift because it was a whole bubble thing. But um this is kind of the true first year doing it. So I think like and I, I guess I want to like pivot a little bit away from it. Like what do you how do you guys think the playing games will actually affect teams that go into it like you think it'd be ben- more beneficial you think that it doesn't even matter it's just gonna be like nothing or do you think it's gonna be maybe a little hamper on a team if they have to play this before playing in their playoff series i think it could only help i think it o- could only give you momentum like i really don't think it playing one extra game or two extra games is gonna hurt a team like you know if you're talking mm-hmm. in terms of like miles on the car like i don't think that really matters i think it could only help in terms mm-hmm. of momentum and you know 
you're coming in winning two big games. You've already played two knockout games or played one knockout game mm-hmm. that you have to win. So I, uh, I think it could help. Ultimately, I don't think those teams will have enough to, to beat a one seed, beat a two seed, which we almost never see in the NBA, like a seven over two or an eight over yeah. one. Has have that, is that ever even happened? An eight over a one in the NBA? Uh, uh, eight over one. Uh, I don't, I don't even so. know. Not the top. I don't head, think it has happened, so. but, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it could be make the, I honestly think it could, well, first of all, the, the playing games are going to be a ton of fun to watch. Um, but also yeah. I do think it will make the first round series a little bit more competitive just due to the momentum that I, uh, I think the lower seed will have. Fair, fair. How about you, Andres? What do you think? Yeah, I agree with Liam hundred percent. And I don't really have much to add, to be honest. I think just pure momentum for the teams going in and, um, more so in the east i believe it'll be impactful for the first round as opposed to the west but yeah it's gonna be exciting to see what happens fair fair all right let's move on to our last question um before we close off the pod um what players from the top teams of each conference are most valuable Andre, we'll start with you in this one so i think in my so obviously the nets are kind of covered like you already have the top three stars so you, you pluck one out it won't make as much of a difference. But um, to me, honestly, this season, and probably just organization-wise, it'd probably be Yanis. Like, if the Bucks didn't have Yanis, I believe like they, they they fall probably in the play-in play game. Um, hmm. Even outside, I would say, potentially. Really? Yeah, they, that team that team revolves so much around Yanis, it's actually ridiculous. Like, well, I know the 76ers had Joan B as an MVP, but I think um, uh, I think that 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 team just doesn't doesn't completely revolve around Joel Embiid. I know he is a primary um, ball hand, like not ball handler, but he gets the most touches on the team and has the most production. But I think just scheme wise, the Bucks heavily rely around uh, Yanis and everything they do um, play wise. So I think that they they take the most heat if Yanis was was to go down or was to not be available for for a series. So uh, if that's going to be my pick for who, who who is the most vulnerable without their star player. And I know there's big names out there too, but in my opinion that that's the organization that takes the most the biggest hit. Hmm. You want to go Dan or should, okay, I, should I give mine? No, no, go ahead, go ahead, Liam. Go, yeah, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I think that's fair Dre, but I think uh I'm so I thought you were going to say this for sure. I'm surprised you didn't say. I think it's got to be the Knicks and Julius Randle. Like he has been so True. important to them. Yeah. If they if they yeah. didn't have Julius Randle, I don't. I yeah. really don't think they would be in the playoffs. I know you just said that about Milwaukee. I still think Milwaukee would be in the playoffs without Giannis. I think without Randle, the Knicks are done, man. Like they don't really have like who's their second best player? The Knicks. At least yeah. At RJ least Milwaukee Barrett? has Chris RJ Middleton. Barrett. Yeah, like RJ Barrett's RJ Barrett. their second best player. I mean, RJ's been pretty good, but <laughs> if if they were if RJ Barrett was your no, best no, player, no. you're not a playoff team. Very true. New Orleans Very well. true. New Orleans don't well. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, no, Which is, it's kind of crazy. I did not see this happening to Randall. I did not think he had this level in him. Not even close, to be honest. Like, well, we were making fun of him. We were making fun. Of, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've made fun of him before many times. Like, he just yeah. seemed like a guy, like an ISO guy who would just get his numbers and wouldn't really be a winning player, you know, uh, spin moves get a triple double and a losing effort, take a bunch of dumb shots, but like he's been revelation this year. Should well he probably will win most improved. And I think he's the the one player where 
Like that team would be nothing without him. Maybe not the one player, but I think he's the biggest example of that. Yeah, the, the, I think and in this topic, we could go on for days because I think every every team has like, unless you're like the Nets or or maybe like a, I don't even know. I think maybe just the Nets, but every team has that one player that is like the anchor for their team or is that the most solely most important player yeah, in, in a playoff run, right? Um, but yeah, to to what you said, it matters from team, one team more than the other. Um, like, for example, like, the, like you said, the Yanis compared to like the Julius Randle and the Knicks. But, um, I don't know, like, I just, I had, I had a bunch come to mind when we posed this question. And I think for me, it was like Nikola Jokic comes to mind immediately. Yeah. Um, I think a, 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 for example, a Rudy, Go- I, I know he's not considered the best team on this team, like the best player on his team, but I think a Rudy Gobert is, is probably the most important on, on the number one team in the Western Conference. Very right key now. to what they do. Yeah. Yeah. I think like if he got injured, I don't think Donovan Mitchell could be able to hold the defensive load. And I think Utah nope. Jazz would not be one of the, de- the best defensive teams in the NBA if, if for example, it would have been vice versa. I think offensively, they could still get it done. They have enough weapons to make up for Donovan Mitchell's production. Not to say that they can replace him, but it, it, tempor- for a temporary temporary like time, I think it's something they, they have enough of. Um, you have relatively good shooters. And Mike Conley, an all-star. I know not like a, a first a first bid all star, but he is an all star and rightfully deserved so. Uh he's playing out of his mind this season, so um you can't replace you can't really replace defense. Uh you, but I, I feel like you can replace offense to a certain degree. So So let me ask you um, then for the for the Phoenix Suns, who do you think is the most important player? I think it's it's Chris Paul. Yeah. I did not think you're going to because I know we had, we had sure this conversation well, for the I mean, for the all star the all star game too. Well, we're, we're being like, actually like, well, because all star voting is a lot different than like, who's the, the best player, like who's going to be the most missed and on like a playoff run. Like it's like completely different. Um, I think, so I think it is going to be Chris Paul. He, he's like, he's a hall of famer. He runs, he basically runs, runs the offense. Um, well, he does run the offense. No, he basically does. Um, and so I think he's the most important. It's easy, easy, easy to say that. Um, but of course, without someone like Devin Booker, it would make it a lot harder because if you don't have that secondary score, like, well, he's like the go-to scorer. If you don't have that in a team, then you ha- you don't really have anyone outside of Devin Booker or Chris Paul to really give you offense. Like, I don't think DeAndre Ayton's a guy that could get, get you buckets. Uh, I don't think like, who's that the, the other players on the wings? Like you have, I don't think Mikel Bridges could go get you like he, as good as I think he is. I don't think he's at, at the stage right now where he can go get you like a bucket and put up like 20 to 30 points. Like that's what Utah Jazz has that Phoenix doesn't. But I think in my if, opinion if you miss those top two players. In my opinion if you have Chris without Chris Paul, Phoenix Suns don't make the playoffs. But without Devin Booker, I think the Phoenix Suns still make playoffs in my opinion. Hmm. And if it's uh, kind of shown when that's, Chris that's, Paul was on tough. OKC and then and Devin Booker was basically only made his first playoffs playoff appearance last season in a bubble that's where he true. decided to yeah. get hot for like 10 games. That's true. Yeah, Dennis yeah. I mean, no, no, it's 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 it's, it's an interesting question because like, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if Phoenix has the offense if they don't have Devin Booker there. But Chris Paul could be that good that he could make a lot of players better. So who knows? I like. I just I just think. Well, I think we kind of do know that, because with OKC, the kind of but it's a completely different team. They're completely different teams. Under you can't you can't say like one from one team to another. Well, I mean, because it, you did it on OKC, like 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 name me the players that OKC had compared to like. What what Phoenix had without Devin Booker, and we can compare. What do you mean? 
like what the team that Chris Paul had around him. So he basically like, okay, basically just had Shea essentially. Okay, who else did he have? And Schrader. Then he have yeah Schroeder. He had Stephen Adams too. Yeah. Okay. So you had Kelly yeah, Oubre yeah, last like, year. Devin Booker had Kelly Oubre last year, who was obviously no. But we're talking we're talking about like now. You said if Devin Booker is not on the Phoenix Suns now. That they that Chris well, Paul you're, you're obviously to make you're, okay. Well, you, and, and we're obviously like assume. I'm, well, I'm assuming that you're gonna replace someone like pretty competent, not like some just G League player that's coming on the Phoenix Suns. Because of course they're not gonna make playoffs with just a G League walk on. They're gonna have to be replacing someone who's semi decent. And at that like even if you go like because I know SGA last year wasn't as good as Devin Booker, obviously. But even if you have SGA caliber player on Phoenix Suns, they're making playoffs. I don't think the same thing with Devin Booker. If you're replacing someone okay, with like well, SGA well, caliber, I mean, I mean, I think I think uh, SGA is a pretty good player. So if if you're gonna replace him with Devin Booker, I think obviously you're still gonna have a good team. I don't think. Uh, well, of course, but if you replace if you that, put SGA with Devin Booker, I don't think they make playoffs instead of Chris Paul because they had Kelly Oubre and they still I mean, didn't, and they're almost I mean, like in last season they're almost yeah, same level. Well, that's that's a different question though because. OKC just snuck into playoffs. So, like, that's like saying if you have Devin Booker, you're going to get, like, four less wins, and then, yeah, you're out of playoffs. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Four, it's four less wins. I'm saying they're not making playoffs. Whatever, whatever amount but of wins I mean, that I'm is. Just, I'm just saying that's a different question, though, because you're, you're, you're putting different scenarios together to kind of formulate your argument. But, like, if you're straight up saying, with Phoenix Suns, if Devin Booker's not on the team, um, they're still making playoffs. And then you do the counter-argument. It's like you have to compare the same scenarios. You can't compare two different ones. A, a first, second place team in the West compared to a eighth place team in OKC who barely made playoffs and then replacing those players. What like do you I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying like if you're re- when you're taking out those star players from the team, you're not just putting G League players in. That's what I was trying to say. You're putting someone that's kind of competent sure. to skill level that will still be decent. And that's where the difference but, okay, is. But, but you can't replace Shea Devin Booker more than is, you can replace is, Chris Paul on, on an NBA team to make playoffs. Sure, I'm not arguing with you with that, but I'm just saying your scenario you is is pretty flawed. No, your scenario is flawed because you're saying okay, if you're you're giving the Phoenix Sun scenario without Devin Booker, and then you're you're saying if Devin Booker was on the OKC team, that they wouldn't make play. Of course, they wouldn't make playoffs. Chris Paul is can bring up can make players around him a lot better. That's but, but you didn't, just you didn't admit play. that they in just, the beginning. They in the just, beginning, I did. I did say that you could. No, you okay, didn't. We'll replay, replay the replay the podcast. You didn't. You, you never said. Podcast. You never I said without. Okay, Andres, you're you're, you're good. We're not gonna keep continue arguing this, but either way, okay, OKC would would make playoffs. Obviously, Chris Paul and not Devin Booker leading the team because they just snuck in there, and with less two or three less wins, they probably would make playoffs. So, like, whatever you lose in wins, they're not gonna make playoffs. So it doesn't matter. So we're not arguing this OKC, like what, what whatever you wanted to create because we're talking about Phoenix Suns right now. I do think to maybe put a bow on it, Chris Paul has proven the last two seasons with two different teams how valuable he can be to winning. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, of course. And, and I think we all said that in the beginning. That's yeah. why I said Chris Paul is obviously the more important player on the Phoenix Suns. So, um, yeah. So I think, I think, the, so to my, to what I was saying, I think Jokic is, is a very important player to Denver because even without Jamal Murray, I think Jokic could elevate his teammates to do better. He's, his stats are ridiculous this year. Um, and we've seen like, there's a reason why he's an MVP caliber player. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that's uh, a player that for me, if you're someone that's really important to a team, um, I think that's that would be the person, um, for sure. And in a playoff run as well, I don't know if they're going to be doing as well without Jamal Murray in terms of being a contender, but, um, they're definitely, there's definitely someone that without Jokic, I think the, the Nuggets would be, uh, not even, a, not even a, 
in conversation for playoffs, I, I, I feel. Yeah, I agree. I think it's similar to like the well, right now, anyways, to the Milwaukee Bucks situation. You're play, you're play, you're basing your schemes around Jokic because they kind of have to. So it kind of if you don't have the, your pivotal player, your team kind of falls apart. And the assets that he brings, you can't fill in another Jokic, uh, a big man who can who can pass and read the game like he can by just putting in another big in there. So I agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't think they'll but go far I, I with think... their matchup in the first round, anyways, without Jamal Murray. So, but yeah, I think, I think, I think, well, I think without the, without Yanis and things to what Liam said, I think the Bucks still make playoffs. So without Yanis, you have two uh, all-stars on the team. I would well. say with this play in game thing. Yeah, I would say so. Like, I mean, yeah, I would say so. I would agree with you. I think they do still make playoffs. But I mean, obviously with, without Jokic and just Jamal Murray, I think, I think the Nuggets still make playoffs as well. Really? You think so? Yeah. I think, I like, think looking at the, enough, t- the yeah. teams. Yeah. And I think they're with well coach team. I think, I think they for sure, I think they make playoffs as well. Interesting, yeah. Because I don't like unless you uh, you you'll definitely be ha- reliant heavily on Jamal Murray to be basically take a huge step, become an all star, and then Michael Porter Jr. to be like almost all star level as well. Well, and then they have um, Aaron Gordon too. Like I think they're pretty deep. That yeah, they're to, really deep to to make playoffs. And I think they would. They're a, they're a better team than Golden State Warriors because Steph Curry is the only reason why with forty points per game, they're even in tenth place. That's true. That's true. But then that's a, that, yeah. Like, would you think, do you think they'd be better than New Orleans? Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they would have made playoffs, but, um, but yeah, like, I, like, I, it's funny because you, like, I think New Orleans is better than Golden State, but Golden State right now would be like the, the, the threshold of like, would you make playoffs or not? Cause they're in 10th. It, it's just, it's just funny to, how, like, how the, this, the, the games are panning out to be like, because I, I know for sure, like, if you think you have Zion, you have, like, yeah, on paper. one of the next generational players. Yeah, one of the next generational players. And then you have, like, Brandon Ingram, too, who we think is really good. Uh, but, you have Lonzo, who's actually stepped up. He's one of the game. two-point percentage. That's really good this uh, on year. Paper, on paper, it's a yeah, totally see, different this story. Is, than, this is how we started the pod, yeah. exactly. Like, how was that team yeah, in yeah. 11th? <laughs> Four games yeah. back of even a playing game with, with the what they have on paper. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think so. I think that concludes like a lot of our playoff talk for for this pod. Um, I think the, the, it's going to be interesting to see how this p- pans out for the next month. Um, I think if we, if our Toronto Raptors, well, mine and not just Toronto Raptors, uh, go well, I think we, I think they can make a huge splash, like we said in the playoff picture. I'll be interested to see how all these contenders pan out. Um, it's safe to say we think the Brooklyn Nets are um, most likely a lock. To go make a deep run. If you had to make quickly one last lock for the in the Western Conference to make a deep run, with how kind of everything shaping out to be now, who would you think it would be? Clippers. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. That's who. Uh, that's who I would have the most confidence in at the moment. And then I honestly think it might be oh. Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know Over the Lakers. Lakers? Uh, yeah, I don't know, guys. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm being I, foolish. I put my money there. on the Lakers there. Yeah. yeah, I put my money on the Lakers. So it's down as yours, Lakers first? Yeah, I think I'm putting on my Lakers. I have too much faith in LeBron James and Anthony Davis mm-hmm. to do otherwise. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, I think it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Um, like I said, I think we have one last little thing, uh, a tragic thing that happened this past week. I know we I just we restoried something um, on the Kentucky player. So, uh, Liam, I, I know Kentucky's your team, so I don't know if you just want to – Kind of just tell what happened quickly and yeah. if you have any words to say or anything. 
Yeah, man, pretty sad story to come out this week. And uh, yeah, just seeing a lot of it online and Calipari was speaking on it and all the players, mm-hmm. Kentucky players at the, the vigil. It was pretty sad. But yeah, Terrence Clark, Kentucky shooting guard. Man, this guy was born in 2001 and he died in a car crash in oh, Los Angeles on, uh, was it Wednesday? I think it was this week. Yeah, something so, like that. Something like that uh, yeah. yeah, so really sad. A little bit of, because I did some reading about it, a bit of the backstory on Clark. He was, uh, he's from Boston, uh, the number eight high school prospect, um, recruiting prospect coming out of, uh, coming out of high school, obviously. And so he, uh, chose Kentucky. So pretty, you know, one of the big recruits that Kentucky normally gets, um, number eight in the class shooting guard. Um, so he, uh, he didn't have a very good season. He actually missed all of the SEC games because he got hurt. He did have a 20 point game earlier in the season though, against, uh, <laughs> funnily enough, I remember this game because it was against Georgia Tech and we lost to Georgia Tech. And that was the, that was the game where I was kind of like, uh oh, this season might not uh, be going, be going well, actually. <laughs> Um, even yeah. though Georgia Tech ended up being, you know, a respectable team, pretty good team, actually, uh, won the ACC tournament. But anyways, that was when Clark had 22, uh, but he got hurt shortly after that and missed all the SEC tournament, played, um, played a, t- a bit part role in the loss to Mississippi State in, uh, in the tournament game, had like two points or something. But yeah, and so he, he did declare for the draft. He was, uh, I don't know, I think it was another one of those Kentucky players that, kind of planned on staying there for one year no matter what clearly because his one year didn't really go according to plan i probably should have stayed another year but you know being a big high school prospect and a strong high school recruit he probably thought yeah i've got the skills to go to the draft so he did enroll uh he was looking at according to mock drafts according, according to experts expected to be uh probably a second round pick maybe sneak into the first round um and yeah he had just signed with clutch sports group the day before um, wow. which is like, oh, wow. yeah, you know, like he signed there, I think BJ Boston out of Kentucky signed with them as well for, for the draft and stuff, which is like LeBron's agency, right? Friends. Yeah. Maverick, um, Maverick Carter. Yeah. So yeah, honestly, crazy man. And, uh, there was like a, a traffic cam caught a, caught a video of the crash and it lit, did look pretty ugly. Like, I don't know, there hasn't been any reports of like any, like under the influence or anything, but he was. Like he had, like he was going way too fast, sped through a red light, nicked a car that was turning, turning left on the advanced screen. And then that kind of put him off track and he just hammered into a pole. Apparently he wasn't wearing a seatbelt correctly either. So Uh, it's just super sad that it was like, even, I don't know if the seatbelt would have saved him, but it could have been avoidable. Yeah. I don't know. Like just based on that video, you got to think. Something must have been up with them because you don't drive like that when, like, no one drives like that, and it it was very dangerous. Um, honestly, lucky yeah. that no one else got hurt. But yeah, yeah, it, it's really, it, it's really sad. sad. Yeah. Go ahead, jump in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I so said it's really sad to see something like this happen to someone who's basically just getting their life started. Yeah, um, he was super young. He had his whole future ahead of him, especially someone being projected to get drafted by an NBA team, have a guaranteed contract. And it started, it started his NBA career off, um, on the right foot because he was, his college career wasn't what he anticipated, but he was still getting that chance to get that guaranteed contract and play for an NBA team. And I'm sure live out, live out his dreams of becoming an NBA player. Uh, it's so sad, uh, to see 
something like this happen. And um, yeah, all the all the best uh, wishes to his family and and uh, everyone close around him. But uh, yeah, it's re- it's really sad to see something like this happen in the Basso world, especially with someone so young. Yeah, rest in peace, Terrence Clark. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, sad. Yeah. I, well, a lot of the players, you know, um, that tweeted about it were right on. You know, hug hug your loved ones tonight. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. It's almost, um, it's almost. I don't know if you guys know Len Bias was a was a draft pick in, I don't know the '80s. I think he might have been close to the Michael Jordan draft, but he got drafted maybe second, third overall by the Celtics, and then passed away like three days mm-hmm. later. So it was kind of reminiscent well. of like another tragedy like that. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully we uh, yeah, hopefully we don't have to finish podcasts on somber notes like this. Uh, yeah. many more much more very true hopefully not yeah but again all the best to his family uh, and everyone he was close with um in the basketball world and outside of it um like i said there's things that are, are greater than basketball and this is one of them for sure um yeah but uh with that we'll leave you thanks again for everyone who listens to the podcast uh like again we're back to regularly scheduled um podcast i think we'll have more things out liam i think you'll have your locks yeah, I got to get back on locks, guys. Sometime? I took a little hiatus yeah. after March Madness. It's okay. So I'm going to get okay. some back up on uh, this week. And you yeah. on vacation with Ernie. All right, let's go. Yeah, for You're sure. You the beaches with Ernie. Yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't see now, but he, Liam has a fresh fade. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, thank you, everyone, for listening. Like I said, we have a regular scheduled um, for a podcast. Every, every, it's going to release every Tuesdays. Uh, we record on Sundays and with ed- editing and everything, we'll get it out to you uh, a couple days later. But thank you again for listening. We'll have a lot of good guests coming soon and uh, some good news. We'll have some fun surprises uh, for more, for sure, more arguing uh, coming <laughs> up on probably that. next week's pause. Debating. <laughs> yeah. It's debating. Debating, yes. Yeah. Edu- educated arguing. Um, so I think, yeah. So we'll look forward to that. Um, thank you again for listening. Everyone stay safe and we'll see you next week. Peace. You know,